Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and as usual, I'm here with my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len. Morning, Smokey Jazz. How you? Do- I'm an Irish. How you doing? <laughs> you're you're loving my voice in this microphone today for some reason. That's pretty weird, Father Len. Oh, that's only where my weirdness begins. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I know it? All right. Well, let's. This is going to be kind of a weird day all around, I guess. We've got an interesting question here from Jennifer here in uh, Meridian, Idaho, and she says, please explain dinosaurs to us. My 12-year-old has been a dinosaur fanatic since he was five years old, and I've had discussions with other Christians, and I've been surprised to learn that some Christians believe dinosaurs (laughs) never existed and that the findings and, and discoveries of dinosaurs are all fake. That seems so bizarre to me. So does the Catholic Church agree with the geologists about the age of the earth? And why would God create dinosaurs, have them roam the earth for millions of years, and then create human beings? So why doesn't the book of Genesis explain this? And what does the Catholic Church teach us about all this? So that is an interesting question. Love it. And it does highlight the difference between the Catholic Church and some other Christians. Now, technically, the Catholic Church doesn't really have a hard position on this, but it does contrast what's called the young earth creationists. And what they believe is that Genesis must only be read literally which is kind of for Catholics, that's a very strange position. And the young earth creationists believe that the earth is only about 10,000 years old. What's really kind of shocking is about 45% of most American Christians believe that the earth is only 10,000 years old, don't believe geology or archaeology or astronomy. That's actually kind of a shockingly high number. And they may be very good people. But there seems to be this fear that science is driving God out of the human experience. So the reaction is simply to disbelieve anything that science says. And this position that you must interpret the Bible literally at just as they have interpreted it. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But think about it, That would mean that they'd also have to disbelieve a lot of other related scientific facts in medicine, biology, geology, the cosmos. And it's strange that it's so popular in the United States when we're supposed to be an advanced technological society. They think that ignoring science, they're defending God. But Catholics are different than that. Because we would ask, well, isn't God the author of the laws of the universe? Isn't God dishonored? when people choose to ignore rigorous scientific evidence of the wonders of God's creation. So can faith in God be built on a foundation of lies about nature? So what about all the scientific evidence about the date of the cosmos? And these young earth creationists believe that God put the dinosaur bones there just as a test for all human beings. Either you believe the Bible literally or you don't. Now, I know God, that's a, God that's put a, the dinosaur bones there as a test? Yes. It's really? A really? Yeah. 
Yeah. So like faith, the definition of faith for them is to not wrestle with God. You only believe the Bible literally, which I don't know how the heck you do that, but really God put it there to test us. God is manipulating the photons of a star to explode millions of miles away to fool scientists just to test his people's loyalty. So God is, in that view, the great deceiver. That's the really bizarre part. That's our image of God. That they believe God has engaged in this mass subterfuge just to test Christians' ability to read the Bible. So let me let me understand let me understand real quick. So this theory is that you you read the Bible literally and that the world starts with Genesis. That you you can't even consider anything else. That that's when the world began. Is that right? It's not Genesis they they're pushing. It's their interpretation of Genesis. Okay. Like we would uh, ancient Christians and Catholics, Catholics are ancient Christians would interpret, and Jews, would interpret the book of Genesis completely different than the young earth creationists. So it's not defending the Bible. It's they're defending their interpretation of the Bible. Hmm. And their view, I think, really damages the image of God, and it damages the image of Scripture, because God is not moral and loving and logical. God is playing this game with humanity, testing us. And the worst thing is that it damages religion by demanding that belief in God requires us assent to believe in false claims against math and science and biology. What a terrible choice that demands you reject a broad amount of science to believe in God. It's committing intellectual suicide. That's what this woman is finally, she's come, everybody says they're Christian. Well, what does that mean? And she's discovering that, wow, some Christians are anti-science. And like Proverbs, Proverbs 19 warns against, quote unquote, zeal against knowledge. And it reminds me of these young earth creationists that, they, yes, they do have zeal for God, but not with knowledge. And so as children of the light, we should rejoice when every ray of knowledge comes to us rather than shrink into self-denial. When science challenges us, we should be grateful. As children of the light, we should be courageous and discerning and welcoming truths, even when they're scientific truths. Yahweh can be worshipped in laboratories and with math, as well as cathedrals. And so There's this ancient idea in Catholicism called the two books. And the two books is uh, God gave us two books of revelation. One is the Bible and another one is nature. And so like even St. Augustine, who's an ancient Christian, speaks about Genesis that with Genesis, all it really tells us is God took non-living matter and formed over eons living matter, and then humanity. And even St. Augustine, an early Christian, noted that, you know, it says on the first day, well, a day is not formed until the fourth day. So when it says day, it doesn't mean a 24-hour period. It actually means an expanse of time he called an eon. 
the Celts believe the same thing. This that the same way you can study the Bible to study nature is studying the God of nature, the God who created everything. Or Thomas Aquinas says this, a radical thing where he says, if you interpret something in scripture and nature proves that it's wrong, then clearly your interpretation of the Bible is wrong. He's not saying the Bible is wrong. He's saying how you're interpreting the Bible is wrong when you come up against scientific facts. And even in Genesis, this is the amazing part. If you really read Genesis, Genesis has two creation accounts. One is from the view of being a human being, and one is the more uh, you know, telescopic view of creation. Both have a truth from different points of view. One is from the northern tribes, one is from the southern tribes, but both really deal with this idea of what it means to be a human being. It's not a science book. It's a book of truth, but the truth is not scientific truth that God created from nothing. That's the only scientific interpretation that we would really make. And it says from the earth. So a lot of people would say, and you can believe what you want on this. A lot of people would say, well, that means God immediately made humanity. But technically that's not what it says. It says God scooped up ha adama, the earth, and from the earth made human beings. And even Augustine, ancient Christian, said, why couldn't have God done that in phases? The same way a potter molds something, and that's an image in Genesis. Well, the potter molds a piece of artwork over a little bit of time. Maybe that's God, what God did to humanity. No, that's just one different view of creation. Young earth creationists would believe, no, it's all a trick. Or even Mormons, God bless Mormons. I'm not saying that any of these people are bad. It's just a different theology. Mormons don't believe that God is a creator because they believe at one time God didn't exist. What they believe is God is a craftsman, that a human becomes God, and then a human took pre-existing matter and made other human beings. Well, that's not a creator. That's a craftsman. But the Catholic view is much different the Catholic view, we would say that religion supports science and science supports religion. You don't have to discount one. And with this huge history, all the great scientists in the Middle Ages were all Catholic. Like, look at uh, Father George Lamette, this Catholic priest, who during uh, this debate, he's the one who is this great mathematician who uh, took his math to Einstein. And and his math prove what we call the Big Bang Theory. He calls, called it the cosmotic egg, that at one time all matter was pressed down into this tiny little thing he called the cosmotic egg. It gave the math to what we call dark energy. And at first, Einstein couldn't believe it, that at one time there was no creation. But he says, ah, oh, the math proves it. And he thought it was a beautiful math that proved this cosmotic egg. So Einstein said, science without religion is lame, and religion without science is blind. So even like the Big Bang Theory, that was first started by a Catholic priest who was a mathematician. Or another one who I really love is Father 
uh, Pierre de, 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 I'm messing up his name. Pierre de, de, de Chardin. I'm just uh, to Chardin because it's easier for me. But he was this. <laughs> he was this Jesuit priest who was also an archaeologist and I think a geologist. I can't remember. But he's writing all these things at, about evolution. And at the time period, people in the Vatican found it very challenging. So to punish him, they transfer him to China. So he would stop publishing scientific work. And they move him to China. And it was, I think, during World War I, or just before World War I. So he was trapped there. And this is God's great humor, moves him to this place that he goes to. And the locals tell him that there's um, dragon bones in the hill. So he goes to Dragon Bone Hill and he starts to unearth this stuff because he's an archaeologist. And what does he discover but dinosaur bones and early bones of humans. And so what's called Peking Man, uh, he helped discover that. So they try and shut him up by moving him to this rural place in China just to the spot that has archaeological evidence of dinosaurs and all of this. I, I just think it's kind of amazing. Or Pascal. Pascal was this 18th century great mathematician. He was the Einstein of his age. Actually, he was more brilliant than Einstein. And he came up with all the, even like, I think his first mathematical proof that he came up with, discovery, was at age 13. But he has this mystical experience of God and he starts his proof of God, not with science, but with the experience of his own heart. And once you see God, you can see God in science or Galileo. Everybody misinterprets Galileo. Galileo believed that scientific exploration was a noble endeavor of faith. He said, God who endows us with reason and intellect did not intend us to forgo its use, which is really kind of hilarious. And so this mother, what she's really coming across is people who say that to be Christian, you have to kill the intellect. So our position is, well, we have no position on evolution. There's a lot of scientific proof for that, about scientific proof of dinosaurs. But the big difference is that the Catholic Church would be open to science, not in all times and places. Sometimes science fears people. But we have this great history that science supports religion and religion supports science. And what she's really coming up against is two interpretations of the Bible. Does the Bible explain truth or does the Bible explain data? Truth and data are not the same thing. This is really a cautionary tale about the Bible and interpreting the Bible and placing it in some kind of a context and allowing yourself to, in, as you're dis discussing, uh, mix in nature and what we know about nature with the Bible and wrestling with those things as opposed to coming up with this hard and fast, super literal, almost like uh, the Bible is a historical document full of data that you can't challenge, uh, which is kind of a crazy idea is what you're saying. 
I yeah. think. And the Bible itself is so beautiful when you read the poetry of it, which remember, even the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible is not Genesis. The first book of the Bible is Exodus. And I know that kind of freaks people out because the way you read it, it's chapter one. The main book of your Jewish in the Old Testament is Exodus. Uh, what it means to be the people of God. Genesis is the backstory to Exodus. If mm. we're meant for freedom, well, then why is the world broken? And it tells a backstory that, no, God created everything to be good. So there's this beautiful story that has this poetic truth. And you try and put a round peg in a square hole or however that thing goes by saying, well, no, it's got to, the Bible has to be interpreted through my pre-existing prejudices. So I'm not saying these people aren't good people, but what the mother is really running up against is people who refuse to wrestle with God. So Father Lynn, can you give Jennifer kind of a simple answer for her 12-year-old son, or is there a simple answer? Well, the simple answer is this. Some Christians only want to read the Bible from their interpretation. Catholics, we read the Bible as this document of what it means to be a true human being. So Catholics are not afraid of science and religion. And just because the dinosaurs aren't in the Bible doesn't mean they didn't exist. Right, because that's not the point of the Bible. The point of the Bible wasn't to be a scientific historical document. The point of the Bible was, what does it mean to be a human being? So the focus is on human beings, not on dinosaurs. Right. So like ancient people, why would God spend time explaining dinosaurs if it's not relative to becoming a free, loving human being? I like that, Father Lynn. I think that's a good place for us to close, and hopefully that helps Jennifer. Uh, so I hope you'll join us next time when we continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, and purpose in our lives, and the purpose of being human and being human. And in the meantime, if you have questions for us, uh, Father Len loves to grapple with all kinds of questions. Just head over to our website, www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com. Click on the questions button, and uh, hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.